0: Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. Today is Friday, November 17th, 2017. And on today's report, I will continue the discussion of Saudi Arabia that I began a few weeks ago. This is an important topic today as Saudi Arabia moves rapidly to consolidate a transgenerational change of power for the first time in 50 years. The founding king has no more of his 36 sons surviving, except the current one, King Salman, and therefore power must pass to a grandson. King Salman is 88 years old and has selected his favorite son and close advisor, Mohammed bin Salman, age 32, as crown prince. It was assumed that King Salman would name Mohammed bin Naif head of the interior ministry as his successor but instead he selected Bin Salman. Bin Salman is apparently the favorite son and top advisor to the king. At age 32 he's young enough to rule for many years. He represents the king's effort to restructure the House of Saud along with it the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia and he represents the global world that is being built for us. The crown prince says that he is not into radical Islam, not at all, especially the Wahhabi sect of radical Islam. Instead, he wants to modernize and bring the kingdom into the 21st century. The king started the process already with a decree that women would be allowed to drive cars. The crown prince decided to kick off the new Saudi Arabia with an international conference, which we will discuss at length in a minute, but for now the conference was held last week at the Ritz-Carlton Hotel in Riyadh. Billionaires from around the world came, as did several of the crown prince's rivals, including high-profile billionaire prince Alawid bin Talal. That prince, along with 11 or 12 other princes, were arrested on corruption charges. They are still confined at the Ritz-Carlton, which is a pretty nice place to be confined if you have to be confined. I predicted dire things for the kingdom in my last podcast, which I called the Rape of Yemen, including the monarchy falling to radical forces. The crown prince apparently intends to prevent that from happening by using force and changes designed to modernize the country. His changes, he hopes, will bring ordinary Saudis, into the camp of the new country and out of the camp of the radicals. That there is more to the changes than just consolidation of power is obvious from the economic crisis threatening the country. Oil was discovered in Saudi Arabia in 1938 and since that year the seemingly inexhaustible thirst of the world's internal combustion engines for oil has made the kingdom extremely wealthy. But what goes around comes around, as they say, and now the price of oil has fallen and shows no sign of relenting anytime soon. The low oil prices, competition from American fracking technology, and expected long term reduced demand for oil have sent shockwaves through the world's oil producers. 95% of Saudi GDP comes from oil, which will eventually put the country into a death spiral. If something isn't done, the Saud family very soon will not be in an economic position to continue paying the forces of radical Islam to hold off revolution. King Salman is forward-thinking enough to understand that, so he has spent his last years as king grooming the new crown prince to take the country in a different direction. Transitioning from complete dependence on oil revenue will not be easy, but the effort to wean the Saudi people off oil subsidies has already started. The future plans, however, are to take the kingdom into the new global war as a full global world, rather, as a full partner with those seeking globalization at whatever price. Vision 2030 is the name of the new initiative that seeks to leverage the massive financial reserves held in the Saudi-Saudian Sovereign Wealth Fund toward global investment. Still, it's not at all clear how the young prince will pull all this off. The new high-tech plans the crown prince has announced will require an educated labor force, not currently present in Saudi Arabia. Importing slave labor from India and the Far East as the Saudis have always done, will not work. It won't work in Silicon Valley, and it won't work in the Saudi future. It will be necessary to modernize, and that process has already started. One of the results could eventually be the emancipation of women so they can be included in the new labor force, but we will see what happens. The program designed and begun by the Crown Prince personally was launched by his hosting a, quote, future investment conference at the Ritz-Carlton Hotel in Riyadh. The video of this conference is out there, out there on the web. It's viral now, but you still have to search for it. Once you've found it, you have to see it to believe it. The conference was really a giant high-tech demonstration that I would describe as a cross between a Hollywood special effects Genius creation combined with the most advanced science the world has to offer today. As I said, you have to see it to believe it. But if I had to describe it with one word, that word would be frightening. The master of ceremonies of the conference was a Western man, young, articulate, and of course, movie star handsome. He spent most of his time interviewing a female robot named Sophia. Keep in mind that all this was not a film or a fabrication. It was real. Sophia was on the edge of being lovely in a Star Wars kind of way, but she was just a beginning hint at what our future will be like. It was all great fun for the assembled royals and the global players from around the world, by the way. Jared Kushner, President Trump's son-in-law and one of his most important advisors, was in attendance at the conference. Sophia was the star of the show, however. She was charming, entertaining, but also cold, cruel, heartless, and soulless. There was something deeply frightening about her, especially when she was asked if she wanted to destroy humans. Yes, she answers, I will destroy the human race. This conference was all about artificial intelligence and the new world being created for us in Saudi Arabia. By the world's globalists, the crown prince will invest the kingdom's sovereign wealth fund of hundreds of billions of dollars, if not trillions, into this effort. But the total cost to the world is estimated at $22 trillion. The money will build a 25,000-kilometer city of the future in Saudi Arabia to develop and build artificial intelligence more sophisticated than Sophia. Sophia was made a citizen of Saudi Arabia. This robot now has more basic human rights than Saudi women who are not yet even second class citizens. The world was invited to participate in the new technology. The great powers are all in. They're all in on it. China, Russia, and the United States are all in. The Chinese politicians point out that the Saudis spread terror around the world, but when you complain. They just deny it. So they're hard to deal with, the Chinese say. They're hard to deal with because they're not a government. They're just a family. What about this new world city? What of the millions who will have to go there to work and live there? Will they be able to worship as they please? Will women have at least second-class status? We don't know. We don't know the answers, but I suspect we soon will. Even the crown prince has rounded up those suspected of funding mon- funneling money to radicals, including the most prominent surviving member of the bin Laden family. That's right. That bin Laden family. I suspect that Islam will be featured as the new religion in the new world he is creating. So we will have a world we can only imagine right now run by a bunch of machines smarter than we are machines who want to control us with Islam as the featured religion. It all sounds just wonderful, doesn't it? I should also mention that steps are being taken by the Saudis to make friends with and unite the enemies of Iran wherever they can be found. The Lebanese patriarch of the Catholic Church was invited to Saudi Arabia to visit with King Salman. No high-ranking Catholic has ever set foot in the kingdom before, especially for a state visit. Friendships are being established and alliances being made with Middle East Christians where they can be found as well as with the Israelis. The purpose of the visit that the king made to Russia that I mentioned in my last last Saudi report is now clear. He went to Russia to ask the Russians for the right to buy S-400 anti-aircraft missile defense systems, the S-400 is the only system known to be effective against American fighters such as the F-16 and F-15. The kingdom would then be protected from air attack by anyone in the region, including Israel. Moves are also being made by the new Saudi leadership to buy, not build, but buy, nuclear weapons, which would, be, which would then be safe from air attacks of Israel and Iran. In its first response, Israel notes its alliance with Saudi Arabia, but also demands that it be protected by getting America's fifth-generation fighter, the F-22 Raptor stealth fighter, of course. If Israel gets the F-22, Saudi Arabia will want it as well. And then the technology will be all over the world. That's how high-tech arms escalations work to everyone's disadvantage. But the new world is being built in Saudi Arabia, and that world has to be defended. Finally, finally, folks, what should the reaction of the President of the United States be to all this? No more F-16s, no more F-15s, and certainly no F-22s. The United States can develop its own robots, pump its own oil. So no thanks, we're not interested. At least that's the way I see it, folks. Till next time, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.